with with the way we can compress we can compress experiences and timelines through virtual simulation to understand things like uh, time changes, space changes, all all the all science that we understand right now changes. You have wonder what you would be able to do if you were the ultimate version of you, right? You would then have an easy time creating what you want, and yes, effortlessly enjoying life too. Now, you may know this already, the influence you have over your reality is far beyond what you've been told. Soon, you realize that your outer world is merely a mirror of your inner world, and we're here to connect the dots for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gotham. Welcome back, everyone, to God Mode. This episode, we have a ultra special guest with us. His name is James Jensen. Now, if any of you have seen Ready Player One, I'm pretty sure it's because James Jensen inspired the character from the future. If you meet James now, you'll be like, oh, this is, this is, the future that he's building here. And uh, not to mention, he's not just a, uh, if I am okay to call you a futurist, not only would I say that, but also he's not just a visionary. He's one who can execute the visions. He's one who can actually bring it into reality, which I'm gonna say that there are a lot of visionaries in the world that cannot execute on their visions and their dreams. But James is not one of them. In fact, he's the complete opposite, which is probably extremely, well, no, that, I think that might be an understatement. Extremely rare would be an understatement. And I, look, you know, you guys know this. I don't just bring on any guests personally to speak about some random stuff. I want to bring James on because there is something about him and what he's creating for humanity, as well as for the world of entertainment that brings together not only great, great technology and entertainment, but it brings together something that allows humanity to upgrade, to experience the next level. And so I can't say enough amazing things about James. I've had the honor to get to know him over the last several years, five years now about. And uh, it was it was truly a marvelous moment when I first met him, and it continues to be. And um, without further, um, well, you know, I could say many, many more things, but let's jump into it. Welcome to God Mode, James. So happy that you are here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, William. It's awesome. It's always good to talk to you and spin on things, so I'm excited about it. Yes. And just for the audience, I got to say this. From my perspective, and I know it's true, James is probably one of the most humble people on earth. So I'm going to ask him to brag about himself and what he's done uh, without filters. I hope that's okay, sure. James, because I think the audience deserve to know how much you've done and what you're going to do. And it's not just for yourself, you're doing it for the world and for people. So I think that um, if you're okay with this, I'm gonna ask you questions. I'm gonna jump into it and I'm gonna say things and we can spin on things, but please don't be humble. Just go 
and go raw. All right, let's do this. <laughs> awesome. So the the purpose of uh, this this um, podcast, I would say, is to show and illustrate and even open up what what has been what you've been working on and how this is truly groundbreaking, and how this actually will fundamentally change entertainment and change people's daily lives because all of us spend time in front of the screen. All of us spend time in front of our computers, TVs, and, and watch shows or play games or or do any kind of digital in, in, interaction. And these interactions, if they are utilized in such a way that is just about profit, being profitable, it can go a lot of ways. But you have figured out a way to not only be profitable, but also use it for the betterment of humanity and, and to further the research within the human mind and how we interact with, with what we call the flow state. Could you tell me the original, like what inspired you to get into this world of virtual reality and entertainment? Could you tell us a little bit about your history? Yeah, um, um, my history. I was at my actually. I'll go. I won't go too far back, but um, I studied uh, traditional art, so uh, design, illustration work. Uh, created my own creative agency, and then got into doing computer animation, visual effects through that process. Did a lot of fil film and video work, where we were compositing uh, real actors into these computer-generated worlds. And basically, at that point, I was like, I want to be inside the computer. The, the Tron, the Tron moment, um, and you know, from that point, we we uh, over several years after creating that creative agency and, and making that statement, um, I wanted to create technology allow me to be in these virtual existences. And you know, since it came from entertainment, it really started in this entertainment vein, and that's where the void came from. Uh, my last project, we were. Uh, 23 locations worldwide. We had a relationship with Disney and Sony and was a walking virtual reality simulation. If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. It was really cool, but I wanted to go on these adventures. Yeah, I wanted to go on these adventures with my friends, movie theater of the future, uh, entertainment based. And it was, you were part of the, part of the experience. You weren't just watching it. Uh, and it was awesome. It was great. It was really cool. What I didn't anticipate was what happened to people when they went through this experience and 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 i'm kind of one of the products of this thing and so that's why i know these next steps for what i'm doing with jump are going to be successful because i stumbled onto this accidentally and what i found was um jump the the or the void the technology that we created and we found it was we called it hyper reality because what we had done is we had synchronized the visuals and and the audio to physical effects that your body was expecting. And so once you once you do that, you kind of break this barrier of this is no longer an entertainment thing. This is really happening to me. And people say that about virtual reality. Um, but virtual reality is still a step removed because your body is saying, well, there's, there's wind here and I'm outside, but I'm not smelling any of that. I'm not feeling any of that. And so it's probably just a hallucination. It's a virtual reality. But when you start introducing synchronized effects with that, your mind can't help but store it like a, a real memory when we don't have, you know, complete evidence that this is happening, but just by personal experience and then watching people go through the experience, 
So what was happening were people were having this experience in, in the void, which was amazing, but they were like, that was not even virtual reality. I don't know what that was. And their minds were just kind of open. And I got really fascinated watching people come out of the experience and, and, uh, you know, seeing in their eyes that they were, they were like kids. We had this saying that adults would have been one side and kids came out the other side. Like, you know, these, these, you know, Larry Page and, and Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg went on one side and they came out little kids on the other side and everything was possible. And so we just really, really dug into what was happening there. What to conclude, we, we basically came to the conclusion that a person was in a state of presence that they've never been in before or lightly been in before. We can call it flow state. But what the technology allowed was the person to disconnect from their normal reality and be hyper-present or hyper-focused. So we had them in a flow state, in a heightened emotional state, hyper-present. And so that was like, wow, that's a massive opportunity to do more than just entertain someone. Where else on the planet do you have a person's a hundred percent attention in float state is it doesn't exist so that was that was the kind of the launching point for me into what we're doing with jump now wow i think somebody called me in the middle of this wanting to hear more about this <laughs> like that <laughs> the phone's already ringing they're like james can oh, I, how do i do it right now <laughs> can i please give you all my money so that's that's amazing so okay obviously i know about this but it does not cease to amaze me every time i hear this hey could you tell me a little bit more and and also for the audience because i haven't even asked you this question before tell me a little bit about spielberg and harrison ford and and you know larry page and their reaction like a little bit more if you would because you were there it was a ted talk right you were you were speaking, interacting with some of the, I mean, frankly, it wasn't a usual TED Talk experience. It was a very unique, super high profile one. And so could you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, they, um, it was, it was fun to watch kind of this conversion of these, uh, you know, professionals and celebrities go through this experience. Cause on the one side they had I remember um, we had like Paul Allen come through or something. He had his, he had like his bodyguards and Larry Page had his bodyguards and had these serious guys on the other side. And like, I've, I've seen everything in the world and you can't surprise me kind of mentality, you know, on this other side. And then you'd watch them go through the experience and they literally came out like little kids coming off a roller coaster ride for the first time. Just like, holy cow, that was crazy. And since they're in, in the entertainment and they're in this kind of realm, they just saw this future and people couldn't help but just spin off. Like they were just, it was just like clean slate. Everything was new. Everything was fresh and they could just think really fast and they could, they could uh, come up with ideas and everything was possible again, you know, like a little kid, like there's no barriers for a little kid that is like, yeah, I'm going to go do this thing. And they don't know any better. They're just like, this is, this is all possible now. And so. The conversion was really, really fun to see. And while I was at the void um, and building that project, I really liked going out to all of our locations and watching people come out of the experience because they had the same kind of result. And so that's what really fascinated me. And I wanted to, wanted to focus on that moment of experience is great and it creates a situation, but what is this reflection area? What is this moment after where a lot of work can be, can work, be done and there can be some learnings and they're they're open to so many things and so that uh that is where 
I found that through my own journey, being inside of the void, I spent hundreds of hours inside of there in a virtual simulation that felt very real. And that got me to go on my own personal journey where I started questioning this. I started questioning reality. And so I started questioning everything and going down this path of researching meditation, enlightenment techniques, and anything I could get my hands on to understand like why do I feel like I'm in a video game? <laughs> Why does this feel like virtual reality simulation? I feel like I'm in a simulation going into a simulation. And so um, this 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 idea um, from the void was accidental for me, which was you have more potential than you think you do. You, what you what you see right now isn't solid. What you what you what is in your reality is not necessarily physical. And you know. This seems to be like quantum physics is now catching up with all of this and proving, yeah, it's not physical. Like everything's this wave pattern and it's all all uh, happening because of your belief systems and your perspectives. And so huge opportunity. And so that's why I know this path that we're taking with Jump is going to be successful because it plays on uh, those moments and allows a person to learn in a completely different way through experience. Ooh. It already is very successful. I know you're once again being humbled. There's been a massive amount of interest from all over. And the first location has been built in Utah already after years of experiment, experimentation and perfecting the prototype. And then um, also, I, I remember you mentioned recently London just signed. Uh, and then there's a location preparing for jump as well um that is going to happen in uh right outside of manhattan right in jersey in new jersey and then we are hoping to put one here in scottsdale relatively shortly as well um and then where else i heard i heard possibly dubai possibly tokyo and possibly another what like 5 10 20 locations coming up yeah we have a pretty aggressive rollout plan over the next three and a half years and pretty soon it will just be everywhere and you'll be able to access it yeah this is lucky for the listeners because i think a lot of people would have loved to be a part of listening participating or or even just watching the journey in the beginning of steve jobs or any of the greats in the beginning Except this is even bigger in a sense. And, and it's my opinion. Some people might be like, William, you're crazy. You think this is bigger. Uh, because this is, this is where technology and entertainment meet in a way that no one's ever been able to do. This is the next, not even evolution. This is the revolution. This is like the invention of internet or the invention of computers. Here, here's why I say this. And um, I have a question prepared as I set this up. I think this is where you're truly able to bridge the gap between humans and the digital world. And you're opening up a portal for people to go into this world that we can literally create anything, where we can literally create anything, right? And so that gives us a unique opportunity because what's crazy about that is What's crazy about that is humans' unconscious mind cannot tell the difference between imagined, which is what's simulated, and what's real, whatever real means. So if given enough convincers, 
that we are more magnificent very specifically in so many specific ways. And, and I'm talking about like, let's say in our business or maybe in our relationship, maybe in our personal self-worth and or any other very important tangible yet maybe seems like it's not so tangible ways, but they have all the tangible, literally, that's, that's the software of the hardware of reality, right? So if we, if we can convince people that they're more magnificent than they really are, using virtual reality, using what you're able to build, because I've not seen anything that comes even close to what you call hyper-real, which is super hard to distinguish between in, you know, what you build and reality. So when you create this, did you imagine this to be as powerful of a tool to allow people to change and, and literally reap the benefit of a safe, simulated change that will have real-world effects? Obviously, you and I are not guaranteeing that there's going to be real-world effects until the study is out, and hopefully the study proves that. But we, I got to say this very carefully, right, without right. making any claims. So tell me, what, 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 what do you think? Did you, did you expect this? Did you think that there's that possibility? Um, absolutely, yeah. After seeing the effects of what I created in my last project, that that's really what drove me to do this and to curate something that took advantage of the situation that, that we're putting the, the state that we're putting the individual in, right? Where the state that we're putting them in is very hard to get into. Most people in their life are just doing the thing. You know, they're, they're going to work, they pay the bills, they go home, they do the thing, they eat food, and then they do the same thing over again. And they never question what's going on around them. And they don't, and they don't have an opportunity to be hyper-present in the moment. Like, that's hard to do. Unless you're trained on how to do it, um, it's very difficult. And so the, one of the, one of the, there's a couple of things that they could say that really illustrate this very well and it's not like it's rocket science you know it's like how do you how do you learn in reality like wh where do you get your best learnings if i was to ask you where where would you say were the pivotal moments in your life where you're just like man that really hit me in the face and i learned something and that changed my whole perspective on reality i would bet you would say an experience you would you would tell me something like i did this thing and it blew my mind and for some reason like i just i just have this this goal now or i have this I have this idea and they can't get it out of my mind that it's if you look at your life and you, and you say I'm probably I'm the equivalent of all of my experiences to date that have created my perspective of reality so hyper reality simulations like that we're creating are just the ability to have an experience sooner uh, in a safe environment that allow your mind to shift um, just because it's virtual doesn't mean that your body like you said I mean, your body and your mind don't think that it's real. So it's, I just did this crazy thing and all the emotion, all the right emotions were there and all, all the coping things were there and all, everything that I would experience in reality was there and that I was able to overcome that and do something amazing. And, to, and also further to illustrate how powerful this experience is, there's, a, there's an experience, you can look it up, it's called Richie's Plank. It's a, it's a really bad VR experience and it lasts for a couple of minutes. It's super simple. You ride up an elevator and you walk out on this plank. And out on this plank, you see a cartoon 
city. Like it doesn't look real at all. It doesn't look, it looks completely fake. But what happens if you look up Richie's plank fails on YouTube, you'll find sequences of people that walk out on the edge of this thing within a few seconds. I would say at least maybe two minutes, like 90 seconds to get out on the edge of this thing and they'll jump off of this to fly or jump off into the city. And then in reality, they jump to their television or they jump into the wall or they jump into another person or into their Christmas tree. Like it's pretty bad. <laughs> they dive right onto the ground and, um, and really kind of mess themselves up in, in the, in the, in the physical world. And it's funny. You can watch it and laugh about it and like, oh, that's funny. VR fails. But if you really look about what's happening, it's pretty amazing. They, they get into a dreamlike state. Um, within just a few seconds, and then they believe they can fly. They believe they can do anything. They're open. Their mind is open. And in that moment, they can fly, and they're going to jump, and they're going to go for it. And I think that's massive. And one of the other things I do to illustrate this, usually when I'm talking about it, is I'll take out a $100 bill or a few hundred dollars and say, I want anybody in the audience to come up from the audience, and I will give you this if you can put your arms behind your back and fall directly onto your face without stopping yourself. And you can't, like, it's very hard to do that because you want to protect yourself and everything. But inside of virtual reality, piece of cake. I can dive right onto my face, no problem. <laughs> so the belief system, the belief system is so powerful, you guys. I mean, I came home from some of these things just going, man, what is this technology that we're playing with? If, if beliefs and your perspective on reality create your reality, we have this tool now to help help guide this, almost like a gym for your mind where you can go now and you can work out you can go into a virtual simulation and have experiences where you're working out your perspective, your your muscles, your belief systems in a really cool dynamic way. So it's really powerful. Man, you know, I think that a lot of people have been wanting to support Upgrade in so many ways. Like so many people ask me, how can I support? How can I support even financially? And um, why I think... I'm going to say what I'm about to say will make a lot of sense. I think that jump and upgrade are so, I, I, the word that comes to mind is inseparable because what you're building is a platform in, in not just software, but a hardware with the world's most sophisticated robotic system and control system. I don't even know what all of the techs are that you have created with, with our team here and, and be able to construct this this system that allows people to interact with the digital world without limits. That's why it's called Jump by Limitless Flights. And people can go and base jump off mountains, airplanes, buildings, and fly anywhere they want to go and, and feel like they're actually flying and they're able to do it safely, right? And it feels not only like it's a huge release, but people can enter into altered states that they normally wouldn't be able to do without risking their lives. And and with Upgrade, what we have been building is the software, and not like computer software necessarily, but it will be. Um, and in fact, we're starting, we're diving into app development right now to create an Upgrade software. Um, but that being said, up to this point, what we have built is the the operating procedures of how to create a more effective efficient operating system for humans when the two comes together when the two come together we literally have a complete 
complete system for change that allow people to experience transformation in, in minutes, if not seconds. And we can stack those together, right? So if people were to ask me, how can I support upgrade? I'd say support jump. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm serious. I think that's uh, because what what's happening in jump is this is creating the platform and the hardware and, and the engineering that we need to be able to plug everything that we're building and upgrade into reality so that people can plug in and people can learn to free their minds. And it's not just freeing their mind. Here's the beautiful thing. It's not us against the world or us against anyone. It's that everyone's good to upgrade. And everyone who upgrades finds themselves in a new world. So James, if I may ask you this, because we talked about this years ago, I know you have a vision. I know you have a vision. And in fact, you have a lot of visions, but I know you have a very specific vision of what the world will be like. If Imagine this with me, right? I know you have, and I want the listeners and the viewers to also imagine this with us. Imagine with me for a moment that we have this jump technology everywhere. And this jump technology is literally globally available. People can go to their city center or to their, you know, wherever their nearest jump location is, which may only be a five minute drive from wherever you are. And hopefully that's the case, right? It's so accessible. People can access it, you know, everywhere. Let's say that's, that's become the norm and jump has even more sophisticated hardwares than current days and people can jump into the virtual world and they can experience a life that is that allows them to upgrade in the virtual world and come back excited wanting to be in the real world because right now the problem with a lot of people is when they enter the virtual world they don't want to come back because their virtual world is better but imagine if there are real tools real strategies real trainings that are entertaining and people can get that and they come back to the real world. They're excited. They can't wait to come back because that'll make their life here better. Now, let's say that's become the norm and people are actively using Jump. There are billions of users because that's inevitable, right? Let's say people are there, they're loving it, and it's become like the Apple of the future. Everyone uses it. What do you see that world becoming like? What's the sentiment? What do you think people's behaviors, values are going to be like? How, how will society be if in an ideal world, all of those things that I said and more good things, even than what I said, happens? What do you think that world will be like? Could you tell us your vision? Um, it's very exciting. We're basically creating superhumans. If you can imagine. So um, one of the things that I saw through this process was we're building a system that allows you to have lifetimes of experiences in a short amount of time. So if you were to take a person's life at the end of 80 years or something, and they're about to die, they'd probably pick out, you know, a few pivotal moments that they gained all of their knowledge from, and they had shifts. I probably had my entrepreneurial shift of dealing with fear and mechanics and business stuff when I was in my late thirties or something, right? Um, I was carrying a lot of fear about how to, how to do these types of things. I was carrying a lot of limitations of what I, what I had. And so you can compress, you can compress the timeline down to, if you take what it, if you to learn how to wingsuit base jump, that's five years, about $30,000 and you have to risk your life. 
So you would take you, you'd have to be on this little journey for a quarter of your life to figure out how to wingsuit base jump, basically. Um, you have to be that devoted to go do it. And so it's not on the table for James Jensen in the physical world right now. But I have that experience now. I'm giving that experience to 12-year-olds now. They can jump, proximity fly, learn all the learnings that they need to about fear, the motion of fear, and and be able to have a pivotal moment when they're younger. And so you're you're able to compress this timeline now. If we learn through, if we learn the quickest through experiential learning, which has been proven, then we are we have the ability now to to compress that timeline and curate experiences that have meaningful shifts for people. Um, so you're creating superhumans. You're basically creating experiences that will remove limitations over time and we can get very uh, accurate on our outcomes for those experiences and so in the future i could see um very evolved uh human beings that consider themselves more connected to how reality works and and the people around them and scenarios because of all of the knowledge that they've gained because you could say I, you know, a person in the future would say, I've had hundreds of years, uh, hundreds of lifetimes because I've been able to do all of these things in virtual reality with a short amount of time that I have being physical. But you can do all of those things really fast and you can use that to implement in your, in your reality. So I don't think about virtual reality as an escape anymore. It's, it would be like saying, I, I guess people would say the gym is an escape from them, but you don't want to go live in the gym. Like you don't, you don't go into the gym to live. Like you go in the gym to create a really nice body and have the physical uh, strength to go do things in reality. And that's the shift that's going to happen with virtual simulations, at least the hyper-realistic simulations that I create. It's more like going into a gym for your mind, exercising it and coming out with a different perspective and implementing that. So you have a better life. You go to the gym for the same reason. This is it's the same kind of thing. This whole escapism thing, that's around entertainment and people not really understanding what virtual reality is, the belief system that it is, but we'll get there. And uh, that's what I'm excited about is that that massive shift of wow, I and you think about um kids coming up in the, the next generation, they're gonna have all these tools available to them. They'll they'll have these curriculums uh that are that are created to create these outcomes and we could just say hey this these are these are belief system programming and how do you want to feel like what do you want to achieve and we have a program for that it's beautiful this is uh this is one of the reasons why it i think we were brought together and this vision james has not devi deviated at all in fact, he's only expanded on this over the years. And I remember talking to you about this vision and how wonderful wonderful the world would be if people could iterate many, many hundreds of versions of themselves in a simulated state without the risk and the downsides of failure. And then taking the learning, aggregating that and installing it because it feels real they can speed up time. They can manipulate what reality even means. At that state, they will have learned what Neo learned in the Matrix. He'll be like, I know, come yeah. right? All of us will be like that. And so here's my curiosity. I, I have a question then. 
for the listeners, really, and even for myself, what um, what happens when people don't catch on to this vision? Because I I know that you've run into a, sh- a, a you know a good number of individuals that may not completely understand um, the vision. They may not completely because to me, it's absolutely absolutely bonkers when people don't just hear this and they're like how can I help and or how can I further this or wow this is something that will be a game changer and I need to come experience it and I don't mean like help necessarily like oh I have to invest money Um, it could be just helping spread awareness helping share helping I mean you guys who are listening watching can share this episode with someone that you think would be would benefit from this a new perspective so something could be as simple as sharing and posting about it or just coming to jump, experiencing it, posting. All of those things are helping because the goal here isn't just to open more locations. For what purpose, right? We open more locations because more people can experience this simulated reality for training, for enhancing their lives without the downside. Now, I, I wrote this and I'll give this one piece and then I'll ask the question. Back in college, I, I took a philosophy class, and I was I was one of those people that was always challenging how the standard ex- assignments were, and I wasn't really challenging it. I was just writing a topic that was really off topic, and uh, but I to me it was on topic. It was the most important philosophical question to me at the time, and my question was, what if this is why this life feels real and it doesn't feel so real at the same time what if we're in a simulation that's why we can iterate so many lifetimes without actually real consequences but at the same time learning real learnings and then be able to carry that aggregate that and make us super beings and so i'm curious your thought because i know that you said what would happen is we would create a bunch of superhumans what would happen if collectively as a population, people are everywhere going going through this wonderful new system of learning and becoming upgraded, becoming this superhuman that you're talking of. And then the entire global civilization rises to that new level. What would happen to, I mean, what's your vision of what would happen at that time or even after that time? Um. You know, some of these things I've given some thought about, and I I reflect on my experience with the void a little bit because I did that for the intention of entertainment alone. And then at the end of this thing, like this big door opened up, and it's like, here's this thing that I wasn't even anticipating. Like, wow, this has way more meaning than than I could have imagined. Like, this isn't just a movie theater. This is a belief system. This is a place where we can go and learn, and we can achieve things on a whole different level through experience and that shifted my whole perspective with jump so although i can speculate on what i think that might be in the future i probably have no idea it's probably way bigger than i can imagine but i can imagine you know that we i don't know that we're we're ultimately uh this truth exists now where we we finally have gotten all these limiting beliefs out of the way we've gotten kind of like this this idea of separateness and selfishness out of the way 
And what do you get when you when you have all of those things out of the way? The root level cause for stress and anxiety, depression, like you name them, all the things you take medication for kind of all disappear. They all go away. Um, you could even say, it's kind of cheesy to say, but you could say world peace kind of happens because people understand that they, their influence is not uh, isolated, that, it's, that it spreads. It's like, a, it's like a, a radiation that comes off of them that influences every other man on the planet or every other woman on the planet. It influences everything, and it just ripples out like a, a big ocean uh, of influence. I think that's what we would see. Um, and I'm still on the fence on whether or not that would be the ultimate goal because having a unique experience uh, uh, also creates um, some really good learnings. And so I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what this door opens with Jump and the and the path this goes down. But I can tell you there is not very many people in the world that understand what this technology really is going to be used for. It's a lot like. AI right now, or, you know, people throwing out these terms like the metaverse, like, they don't really understand. I, I probably don't even understand really completely the AI, the impact of AI is going to have on a lot of things, but this is the same type of, this is the same type of scenario. It's like, if I gave you a time machine and you could go to a, a million different existences and learn from all of those all in one lifetime, you probably a different individual by the end of your life that <laughs> you would you'd be so wise and you would know all of these different circumstances and these different experiences that you would be just so wise and every word that you said would be deliberate and every conscious thought that you had would be deliberate and you would just know how to how to how to manipulate matter how you how to manipulate reality very very well so i'm excited i'm not it's hard to speculate but i'm excited for the future i was um i was not going to share this, but I think this is appropriate. If we can go pretty out there, yeah, I love that. <laughs> because I think uh, our listeners and viewers probably haven't even heard me say this. If we achieve what I just described as that vision, right? Which the if will turn to when the more the more people are aware and understand the significance of simulated learnings, because we. We talk about this a lot in Upgrade. It's like you either learn through real, real experiences, whatever real means, and or we learn from simulated, simulated experiences. And simulated experiences can be very quick and it can be very painless because there's no real pain involved. And the simulated experiences allows us to learn what may take a lot longer in real life. And when you can aggregate simulate experiences, you can really advance the civilization very quickly. Right. Now, my question um, is, uh, well, first off, there's a there's a statement. This is what I what I propose for everyone to think about: is that what if we utilize this and it becomes so successful because it it, it naturally happens so that the entire human race gets upgraded and all of a sudden, we are invited to go visit others, if you know what I mean. Because right now, if I was an alien, a million years more advanced than the human race, let's say if I, I came from another planet, I'd be like, I don't think I want to go there. That's a bad spot for vacation. These people have greed and warfaring nature. 
and they have problems. I've never, like, I don't even, uh, this is, these are some elementary or kindergarten level problems. They're fighting over pencils and we don't want to go on a vacation where there's potential mm, conflicts or volatility. So if I was an advanced civilization from somewhere in our local galaxy alone, what, 300 billion stars in our local galaxy? So if I was one of the more advanced, let's say a million years more advanced civilization, I'd be like, ah, I'm not going there. That's a no-go zone. That's like when the U.S. government puts a travel restriction on another place. <laughs> Earth is travel restricted, right? So I'm, I'm painting this picture in the listener's mind. And I'm thinking, because in the beginning of Upgrade, I was like, I want to live a thousand lives. Kind of like what you're saying, living hundreds of lives, but in a very short period of time. So we've been creating simulated experiences for a lot of people and for ourselves and aggregating that data. So I can speak firsthand what happens when that, when that does go well. Well, imagine now we can automate this and do it for millions, if not billions of people. Then the world can quickly advance to a point where maybe we could become more intergalactic. Now, that's why I want to set the stage for the next point I want to ask. So let's say we're intergalactic. And let's say, I know we're taking it pretty out there and listeners may not be totally used to this style because I usually keep it pretty down to earth. And, uh, but let's say we're in a society where humans are ready to go and aliens are visiting openly because they're like, oh, this is a peaceful civilization, harmonious, resourceful. And they're using this technology called jump to upgrade, you know, the people. Could you imagine, I know this is way out there, I'm gonna, but I'm going to stop saying this is way out there because people already know <laughs> that. Could you imagine other civilizations sharing with us their knowledge through jump so that our, or the humans on Earth can experience jump so they can upgrade their minds through these simulated alien experiences so they can shortcut, we can shortcut human civilization's advancement by millions of years. Could you imagine that from how, like by, could you imagine that happening? And what, what, what do you see? What do you, because I know you're very good at seeing what the future looks like with the utmost detail. So what could you see from those moments ahead of us? That far out in the future? Um, I mean, it might not be that. It might not. I mean, with, with the way we can compress we can compress experiences and timelines through virtual simulation to understand things like uh, time changes, space changes, all all the all science that we understand right now changes. Uh, you know, I do a lot of I do a lot of research and reading on quantum theory and, qu and quantum physics and what's going on in the in the community and what they have found uh, be able to. Um, understand quantum entanglement is something that just happened. They just got they just got a an award for understanding that now and being able to replicate quantum entanglement. And if you know what that means, quantum entanglement is is a superposition stuff. Uh, we all exist in multiple positions in all time and all reality, and we we're choosing one and in a specific time. And so, time travel being you could go anywhere, anytime. Uh, if you understood how frequency worked and how uh reality works and wave patterns you could you could do anything you could create anything 
um, very fast. And so uh, at, at that level, uh, talking to other beings, maybe the other beings are just us. Like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they'll share the yeah. Or we'll just know them, honestly. We'll just already know they know what it is. And maybe we advance so much we can go upgrade the other parts of of the known universe or the unknown universe. Right. I think that's what I, I think that's what it is. Like to take this on a super high high level of of uh, everything that we're doing. Um, it's about it's about raising consciousness up to a very high level. And I, I uh, midway through my journey of, of self realization, I guess I understood that they couldn't. I can't do this by myself. It actually takes everyone. Um, people that go on this journey of self, on this little path, and they go away from everyone. I feel like they're kind of going the wrong way <laughs> because it takes all of this. It takes a, a community. It takes a community and all of, of, of consciousness to kind of raise itself. And so you, you end up realizing, which I think a lot of the great people have understood through time, Elon Musk and them, that you're, you you have to raise everyone else to raise yourself, but you you are kind of all interconnected, right? So it's, you you start going off of this like personal journey to gain all this wealth to now going on a journey that includes everyone. Like in, you, we want to create hundreds of thousands of jump locations and and limitless flight locations or whatever the word is when we come up with it, so we can raise everyone through these experiences at the same time. So we're bringing up the whole of humanity at the same time instead of just one person you, you can do you can do a lot as one person but imagine being able to uh raise all consciousness one person at a time 10 people at a time millions of people at a time uh what that looks like and that's i think that's what we're where we're going is um, jumping multiple levels of consciousness yeah that's that's uh i'm seeing deeper and more hidden meanings of the word. Jump. Yes, it's so great. Okay. <laughs> it's like a jump station. Yep. Huh. Imagine you go jump and you advance and you upgrade. That's powerful. Yep. I have one more question then, because I I I have to bring you back if that's okay. Yeah, please. I have, even though we're great friends and we work on a lot of stuff together. I think that there are some questions I never got to ask you, and there's some questions that I think listeners need to hear. This is something that people want. I mean, so many people have asked me to interview you. So many people want to hear the deeper insights and 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 the real inner workings behind the scene of why Jump exists and why you build what you build. And so, just one last question. The question is if. If there is um, something that you would tell your younger self, you've probably been asked this before. If there is something you would tell your younger self, but it's not an answer, not an advice, more of a question, what would you have told or asked your younger self to consider that will dramatically enhance or improve his chance of becoming the greatest version, the most magnificent version and truly explore the truest potential within you. If you could go back 20 years, even 30 years, whatever the time frame is, 
and just ask this one question. And I know that this question won't just apply to you. I know that many listeners will and, and viewers will be like, oh my gosh, this is the question I need to ask myself now. Is there one that you would ask your younger self that would be a game changer if you just knew? Um, question, hard to put it in a question form, but it would be something along the lines of, um, just because people tell you that it's not possible doesn't mean it's not possible. Because <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it's not possible in the moment. But I put that in question form, like, uh, why is it not? What else? Yeah, what else is possible, right? It's, um, I've learned through my life, like, that just because people think it's not possible doesn't mean it's not possible. Just means that they think it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, that changes everything because, yeah, if you understood that at a young age, um, you wouldn't allow people around you. Most of them are loved ones that are around you. Like, hey, that's not possible. Like, reality is just not going to do that for you, or that's too hard, or that's not going to work, or that's not going to be blah 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 blah, right? And too many people subscribe to that. They don't know. Like, you don't know what's possible. And we are, we are way smarter and and uh, way more enlightened than we give ourselves credit for. And if you look at all the great people on the planet, they don't subscribe to that's not possible. Look at freaking Elon Musk or any of these other guys or or Einstein or any of these other people. They just like who says it's not possible? Let's go for this and make it possible. And that's what it takes, honestly. That was a long answer. I should have came up with this precise question, but that would be my answer. I want it to be as raw as possible. I mean, we teach all the time in Upgrade. What is not realistic is what we cannot make real in our minds. So all we need is more pixels. Yep. And you are a truly a master adding more pixels, giving people hyper-real simulations. So I could only imagine what would happen if you could give people simulations of what all the possibilities are in, in their future. Yeah. What kind of life someone will live? Oh, okay. it's exciting! Very, James. I'd love to invite you back. We are, we must, if if you will allow it, we'd love to have you back for another episode because I have stacks more questions. I think the second episode would justify, not only justify, but I think it would delight the audience. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And uh, if you guys have the opportunity to check out Jump. And if you are ever in Utah, right now that's the location that's open, definitely go to limitlessflight.com, check it out, get yourself and your loved ones some tickets, and go. Go and experience what's it like to, I mean, I'm not going to say too much, but the next episode will be dedicated to what does it mean to have a simulation that pushes out the greatest fear of the humankind? Love it. I mean... I'm not going to say too much. A, a simulation that mimics the old days of rite of passage, right? A simulation of death. Obviously, this is safe and everyone's safe. And when people come, it's perfectly safe. And that being said, it's a simulation that causes the mind to be like, oh my gosh, I'm legit jumping off a perfectly good edge or good airplane. Why? Right? And the unconscious mind freaks out. So... I look forward to the next episode. Thank you again so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, uh, 
subscribe and share. Talk to you guys later.